the Broadway musical, a staple in American culture. And sometimes those musicals, which have their humble beginnings on a stage, find their way to the glitz and glam of Hollywood. And sometimes the other way around. On this podcast, we discuss all of those movie musicals that have made our hearts sing, cringe, and cry. This is Stage Rant. A five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to Stage Rant, your favorite podcast where two dudes, both equally secure in their masculinity and the sexuality, talk about the biggest shows that made their way from the big stage to the small screen every week myself. Adam, a man who truly wonders about the love lives of laundry men, discuss the history of a movie musical with Joe, uh, someone who firmly believes that the sun will, in fact, come out tomorrow, uh, who has a lot of strong pointed opinions. Each week, we watch a movie musical and are sometimes joined by a friend who we may or may not have forced to join us. So let's pull back the curtain and get started. Yeah. So, Joe, tell me, what do private orphanages, pro- uh, premeditated child homicide, <laughs> and the 32nd president of the United States have in common? It is unquestionably the best version of Annie the Musical, the 1999 version. Yes. Adam, this show is fire in every (laughs) single way. It's it's literally perfect. I did not stop smiling the entire time. That's the first time I've smiled in like, I don't, what what month is this now, September? I think it's the 24th week of March. (laughs) (laughs) Who, Who fucking knows? It's been the longest like decade of my life here. Anywho, I smiled the entire time. I was happy. Yeah. I felt the sun come, come out. out. And we watched it yesterday, or you watched it on Thursday, yes. so in a weird way of saying it, today is tomorrow. Yes. And it is currently... Today is yesterday's tomorrow, in the words of Michael Bublé. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anywho, so the sun is out to, is out yes. tomorrow today. Today. And I'm happy. Yeah. Because we're reviewing the greatest Annie musical ever made. We are. With we are. a returning guest. Yes, our first returning guest, Miss Corinne Woodruff. Hello, hello. Happy to be back. Are you? That didn't sound very Yes, I am happy to be back, She did Joe. not like this, I guess. She I did! Not. At first, it was a couple minutes into the musical when I realized we were not watching the version from 1982. Yes, like mm. you're a couple minutes in and you're like, oh, this is lovely. Where's Carol Burnett? <laughs> and I'm like, it's not that version. And you're like... Oh. oh. And I'm like, trust me, it's still gonna be good. And you're like, And it mm-hmm. was good. It's lovely. It is it's so, so lovely. lovely. And yes. I can attest, I watched it with Joe, and I can attest mm-hmm. that he did smile and sing almost the entire because time. Because it's so much fun. Every, <laughs> why else do you know all the words to the music? Every song slaps. Uh, Corinne, obviously, because I was in my eighth grade production of Annie, but it was like the child's version. Was it Annie Jr.? It was Annie Jr. Oh, I remember those junior musicals. But somehow Mickey Finn still made his way into that yep. production. But we'll talk about that. We'll get that to that later. Yeah, I was Rooster Hannigan, uh, so mm. I'm pretty much an expert uh, uh, on this topic. Fair. Uh, Fair. And I, I but have to not say, on Roosters. Well, I, I will say Alan Cumming is absolutely... <laughs> what? I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was just going to keep going. But... Okay, anyway. Corinne, you need to really not be drunk. It's too early in the morning. <laughs> I've had no alcohol today. Just high on life. High on Annie and the sunshine that comes with it. Alan Cumming is the best rooster. I'm so glad that... And he, as a fellow rooster, I can say. Fair. That's he, why he, he did a faithful... Is he a rooster expert? Faithful. Did he get it? Oh, moving on. Are you making a cock joke? Like, what is... <laughs> what are you getting at Where here? is this... This is a long joke, and I don't know Join where it's going. Join us next week for our next take oh on poultry, God. please. <laughs> 
poultry? What is the best version of chicken? What's the best way to prepare it? Right, like Apparently, that. chicken tender chili. If you ask Joe, um, the best I like of, the breading. Um, um, I'm a big fan of uh, Hasselback chicken. Okay, Corinne. Chicken tenders. I, I do love a chicken tender. Chicken tenders. But chicken tender. Okay, we're going to go chicken tenders. Which fast food chicken tender is the best one? So, like, are we talking, like, chicken strips or chicken tender? Because, like... We're not going to include nuggets. Nuggets are Nuggets are, nuggets are their yeah. own category of worst food. I would say canes, then, in that case. Okay, yes. Canes are yes. the best. All they do is tenders. Yeah. Right. So it's hard to mess it up. I think canes yeah. is it's very also greasy. my favorite. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. awful after eating it. Oh, yeah. But, but your so heart good. is so happy. Right. And also clogged. Mostly clogged. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> it's actually because less oxygen is getting to my brain. <laughs> so you so feel high about I'm it. I'm just like, I am high as a fucking kite right now. Yep. High on chicken tenders, <clears throat> high on Annie, high back on to life. Joe. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so we're, uh, before we hop into this, uh, I'll give you a little backstory here on this musical. Cause you, you gave me a little primer to this. I gave you a little primer. Yeah, so th- we start in the beginning. In the beginning, there was Annie, and it was good. And it was um, good. And <laughs> there was an orphan, and the orphan was Annie. <laughs> Annie was good. good. In 1885... Uh, Chris, do you like that God, that, that Bible <laughs> reference we just made? Do you feel good about that? For those who don't know, Corinne is in a master's program for God stuff. Anyway. Like theological studies. She reads the Bible and talks about she it. She reads the Bible and is like, but what if? And then she, you know, anyway. She's like, but what if we didn't twist the words of the Bible to promote homophobic agendas? Oh, oh. Right. Oh, so oh, in, in, back, uh, to, back, in, to, back to 1885. Back to 1885, where they were still moving problematic priests between districts. Sorry, Adam. And yes, yes. In 1885, it was a tumultuous time. Uh, but James Whitcomb Riley uh, published a uh, a poem named "Little Orphant," O R P H A N T. Orphant. Little, little orphant Annie. Is she um, an elephant? Little, no, she's okay. a little orphant Annie. And I will read you the first, uh, I guess, stanza of this four-stanza poem. I won't read the whole thing. Uh, Little Orphant Annie. Mm. Little Orphant Annie's come to our house to stay and wash the cups and saucers up and brush the crumbs away and shoo the chickens off the porch and dust the hearth and sweep and make the fire and bake the bread and earn her board and keep. And all us other children, when the supper things is done, we sit around the kitchen fire and has the mostest fun. (laughs) And listening to the witch tales that Annie tells about, and the goblin goblins at Gitzia, if you don't watch out. I don't know what half of that meant. It's just a German poem. No, it's American. But was it written by a German-American? Because no. like, it ends in a very German way. It's it like, also says worst, like bratwurst. Bratwurst. Once, it, excuse me, I can't it, read it. It does. Sorry. Right, so I feel like German poetry does this thing where it's like uh-huh. the very cruel like yeah. look at society. And it's yeah. like, look at Krampus, for example. Like, Merry Christmas, be good, or this monster is going to kidnap you and beat you with reeds. Right? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> happy holidays, children. And, like, yeah. this starts out just like, oh my gosh, like, this orphans are orphan. a problem in society. Just kidding. Right. Get them in our house. Perform slave labor for us to yeah. keep your room and board. Mm-hmm. Um, and also something about goblins at the end. Well, I don't know if it's like, because it's G-O-B-B-L-E, like gobble, like I'm going to gobble, gobble up some food. So I don't know if it's we're gobbling up our dinner or it is goblins, because right. it's spelled G-O-B-B-L-E dash U-N-S. Goblins. 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 I like the concept that 
the Annie musical began as a German poem to teach children not to be orphans. <laughs> well, the the original... Which I don't know how you teach someone not to be an orphan. Like, hey, keep your parents, <laughs> keep your parents safe. But... <laughs> The original title of Little Orphant Annie was The Elf Child, so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe this is like a D&D poem. Who was, knows? was this the origin of Elf on the Shelf, too? No, I don't okay. think it was. Uh, so then we fast forward uh, about 40 years to the 1920s, and then Little Orphant Annie uh, is one of the first syndicated American comic strips. Um, it premiered on August 5th, uh, 1924, in the New York Daily News. Uh, and this basically surrounds the adventures of Annie, her dog Sandy, and her, quote, benefactor, Oliver Daddy Warbucks. Uh, and other characters include Punjab, an Indian man. Really? Punjab the Asp, and Mr. Om. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, Punjab is not in the... He's not, not, he's not, not, they're not, he's not in the 99 version. He's not in the musical, no. No, he's in the 82 version, but not the 99 mm. So let me fast forward to 1977, and now we have a Broadway musical about this comic strip character, Annie. I mean, that would be like today, like, ah, Dennis the Menace, the musical. Like, who thought this was a good idea? Anyway, turns out it was a great idea, because it gave us such bangers as uh, Tomorrow... Uh, Little Girls and Easy Street, uh, which, in my opinion, is the best number in the show. I mean, s- subjectively, it's the like uh, it's, it's it's pretty great. It's the anyway. Uh, so that basically brings us to now 1999, where this technically was part of the Wonderful World of Disney, which was a TV series of basically made for made for TV movies that the Walt Disney Company produced. Um, in the 90s, The Wonderful World of Disney as a series existed since like the 1950s with the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Won't get into all that detail. Uh, but this was, uh, this uh, premiered on November 7th in 1999 on The Wonderful World of Disney as Disney's Annie. And now, let's get into uh, the stage ramp. Do you want to talk about some history for a hot second? Sure. So, have either of you ever heard the history of the orphan train? This sounds so familiar, and I don't know why I know it, but enlighten me, Joe. So the Orphan Train was was a public service program provided in the United States, specifically operating out of New York City, mm-hmm. uh, between like the late, late 1800s and like, I think it ended in 1930 because they realized just how fucked it up, like fucked up it was. So what they did is they literally, they were in New York and they're like, oh my gosh, there are so many homeless kids. Like, there are too many homeless kids. And, like, the population mm-hmm. of New York at this time was only, like, 500,000 people. But, like, mm-hmm. a large percentage of that were just orphans running around. So they're like, what are we going to do with these now, orphans? Now, are these orphan boys? Because I've heard... Orphan everything. That orphans are only boys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard from, from a few reputable sources. <laughs> orphans are only boys. Girls didn't exist. Moving on. No. Yeah. <laughs> so orphans of... of all races, creeds, genders, <laughs> yes. identities, just everything. You have all these orphans. So if you're 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 the mayor of New York, Adam, I, I'm the mayor. You are now the mayor of New York. <laughs> what is your solution to the orphan problem? Is it A, build more orphanages? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> is it B, give them meaningful work and labor? <laughs> no. Or is it C, 
put them on a train, and send them to the Midwest. <laughs> I, I've seen Snowpiercer once, and I thought that was a great idea, so let's do it. Written for real life with orphans. In this 50-year period, they literally just... 50? 50 years. They literally just rounded up orphans off the street, put them in a train car, and sent them to the Midwest. They did this to over 200,000 people. <laughs> Oh, Corinne, I'm so glad you asked. So, literally, what they... So, at this point in history, like, the Midwest was, like, developing. It was mostly farms. Right. And what do farms need? Work. They need laborers. Laborers. They need... Laborers. What? No! So days before the orphan train would be would, would depart New York, they would send out in the, the, the uh, entity, the department overseeing this absolutely ridiculous plan would actually pay to like run ads in newspapers saying the orphan train will be in your town on this date come and get yourself an orphan were the orphans like in like passenger cars or are we talking like box cars like here's just the thing stand it, here it's a little bit of both go, oh god <laughs> don't fall over so here's and here's a photo from an orphan train. Holy <laughs> shit, that's a lot of kids. It's just a bunch of kids on a train. It looks like they're going to go to Hogwarts, but yep. they're going to go to a farm just and be kidding. slaves. You're being removed from the place that you live. <laughs> yeah. Was the was the implication that like the farmers would then adopt them? Yes. That was the hope, but like But like here's the thing though. You have to realize this is early 1900s United States. They're not running background checks. So, right. if you're a farmer in Kansas, uh-huh. you can see this newspaper you're like, "Oh, honey, the orphan train's coming through town. Uh-huh. Let's go get ourselves someone to care for the cattle." Uh-huh. And so they would just like show up. The train would pull into the station and there would just be a crowd of people on the platform. Being like, I want that one. <gasps> and the people would be like, here's your child. No! Now, Adam, where this got a little bit more problematic I'm was... Um, more! So there were, like, essentially orphan catchers, too. Oh, God. That kind of went around New York. Are we um, talking, like, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang child catcher? Similar concept, different executions. So okay. they would just be, like, walking around New York, and if they saw, like, children by themselves, they'd be like, hey... Who are you? Oh no. Oh no. Yep. Oh no. <laughs> I see where this is going. Yes, you do. And so they just be walking around, just be like, hey, you there, sir, are you an orphan? No, I have a mother and father on Fifth Street. Yeah, that's exactly what a fucking orphan would say. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> and you'd be like, come with me, man. You're going to Kansas. <laughs> How What's many Kansas? Ch- how many children were separated from their parents? I don't know. What? <laughs> oh my god. So in in a way, I you know I'm really happy to have shared this with you, but also I'm really glad that Orphan Annie was able to escape the orphan catchers and not be thrown on a train out to Iowa. Oh my god! To become a farmhand. Holy shit! Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. What? As if is if really just a nice little background to display how problematic orphans were during this period of time. I mean, this movie has problematic aspects to it, but I mean, what musical doesn't? Right. But also, like, wow, orphan trains. <laughs> why, also, why hasn't there been a horror movie called Orphan Train? Because that's just waiting there to be made. There are so many books about the orphan train. The orphan train. There are so many. It oh is. God. 110% a real thing. Oh, look. Here's another photo of the orphan train. Oh, my God. Up on kids. We're going Yeah, we've Iowa. got orphan train, the orphan trains, orphan train girl. Orphan trains, the story of the trains. We wrote the orphan train. <laughs> the story of the trains. <laughs> orphan train rider, one boy's true story. Train to somewhere. Orphan train <gasps> escape. Orphan trains. An interactive 
history adventure. I don't want to play that. Emily's game. Bra- Emily's story. Oh my god. My heart remembers about the orphan trains. <laughs> orphan trains to Missouri with you always. Here's a poster that uh, that ran in one of these towns, specifically uh, Troy, Missouri. We might we'll put this on our Instagram. Yeah. So for those listening, you can wanted this. homes for children. A company of homeless children from the east will arrive at Troy, Missouri on Friday, February 25th. Uh, this one's from 1910. Uh, these children are of various ages and of both sexes, having been thrown friendless upon the world. Oh, <laughs> Poor orphans. They've come, come under suspicion of the Child's Aid Society of New York. Cass. <laughs> An address will be made by an a, a an address will be made by an agent. Come and see the children and hear the address. Distribution will take place at one thirty p.m. Oh my god! So <laughs> I like how we all kind of checked our watches. But one thirty. Forty five minutes <laughs> oh, past the train. Two fifteen. I wonder if there's any left. Oh man! If I get one of the nubby ones again. <laughs> Oh my god! Any, okay, so... So the orphan trains. Orphans are problematic oh in New god. York. Let's talk about Annie the Musical. <laughs> the least problematic orphan. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't mean... Know. I don't know. I mean, that's true. Like, I get it. You want to find your family, but like... Right. That's true. She really wants... That's the whole musical. She that, has a whole song about it. Yes. Yeah. So... It's her whole identity. So, like, look at this. It's kind of her cornerstone. It's her prime motivation, if you it's will. It's her niche. Yeah. So, 11-year-old Annie, Alicia Morton, who has done nothing since, uh, other than just, yeah. I assume, live her life. She's actually uh, currently a veterinarian in Iowa. Does she care for only dogs named Sandy? Sure. Okay. So, does she have a dog? Probably. If she doesn't, it's not named Sandy, I swear to God. Yeah. Alicia, I will find you. So we have Annie, um, and so it likes this. This show starts off mm-hmm. with a nice bass drop. You got your horn it really sections does. like bum 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 bum, and it goes from this into Annie singing maybe. Yeah, which and like maybe. How would you describe maybe? Depressing. Depressing. Sad. Sad. It's very nostalgic. Yes. Yeah. But it's nostalgic. For a life that she doesn't remember. Or doesn't have. Like, it's it's Annie singing about, like, maybe this is what my life would be if I had parents. Mm -hmm. So she's just like, maybe my mom is sewing. Maybe maybe my dad is paying bills. Maybe both my parents are reinforcing gender norms. Right. (laughs) That's what I like to call this song. I call it the gender norms song. Because it's literally just her being like, in a home, mom does this and dad does that. That's how things are in the Great Depression. Like... Yes. Yeah. Also, it's 1933. Yes. This is important to the plot. For a minute. For a hot second. <laughs> For like 38 minutes. And then it could this be whatever important. year we want, as mm-hmm. long as no one mentions a smartphone, it could be any time. That's true. It could be 2014. It could be right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Audre, we, we haven't even introduced Audra McDonald Shock, yet. Shh, sh- 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 we're the best singer in the show later. Oh, 100%. She's powerful. I love her to death. Oh, yeah. So Annie's singing maybe, and yeah. she's just like, this is what my life could be. I would like it mm-hmm. to be this, but it's obviously not this. Right. One of the orphans wakes up. Mm-hmm. Molly 
Tell me about Molly, Corinne. Mar- Molly is Sarah Highland from Modern Family, who's actively getting married to a former Bachelor contestant named Wells Adams. Right, which is kind of like good for her, I guess. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's so she's very young in this. Like, oh, she's yes. literally a six-year-old child. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, how old were you all in 1999? 99 would have been four, three. Depending on Great. what time this came out in mm. 99, I could have been... November 99. November of 99, I would have been two. Yeah, I would have been two and... Almost. And 11 twelfths. <laughs> <laughs> three. Yeah. Was not a... Did not remember this. No. no. Uh, boy, do I remember it later, though. That's right. And so Molly, wakes, Molly wakes up. Molly's crying for her mom, which is sad because she's an orphan. And Annie's just like, uh, okay, yeah, I get that. Life's sad. I'm gonna run away and find my parents. Bye. Bye. So she tries to, like, leave out the front door. And we're introduced to the far superior, Miss Hannigan. Yes. Kathy fucking Bates. Just, also just a, a, re- a true renaissance woman. Can do it all. For those of you who have not seen Kathy Bates in anything, what are you doing with your life? That's very true. Right. How have you not seen all 38 seasons of American Horror Story? Like, yeah. Or her lip sync battle. Which is phenomenal. Or she had one of the best cameos in The Office, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Joan Bennett. Joan. I liked her dogs. The dogs were fun. But in her lip sync battle, like, from Paramount, like, she does That's What I Like by Bruno Mars, and she's Mm -hmm. just, like, walking around wearing fur, being like, I'm Kathy Bates. I'm Kathy Bates slash Bruno Mars. Yeah. And I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> she was in Titanic. Yes. Unsinkable Molly Brown. Yes. Just, I like to think that this is a an unofficial uh, sequel to Titanic. Molly Brown got to New York, mm-hmm. couldn't find a job, and someone's like, we need someone to run this orphanage. And she's like, Fine. I've lost Fine. everything on the boat, so I guess I'll do this. That's a satisfying <laughs> backstory for Miss Hannigan. Okay, so. we don't get. Corinne, yeah. we were talking about this. You're obsessed with trying to figure out Miss <laughs> Hannigan's backstory. I wouldn't say obsessed, but I like it. Yes. What do you think it is? And let me tell you what it probably is. <laughs> you couldn't go with my Titanic. My theory I, is she's my I kind of am into Adam's Titanic theory that, like, she, as we will find out soon, does not like girls or no. children. No. So, like, she probably just had to fall into this line of work somehow. So Adam's theory satisfies my desire to be... I just want to know how she got from whatever she was doing before mm-hmm. to this, if it's something she hates so much. I don't think she has to have a massive backstory. I'm not saying it's massive. She doesn't have to be Molly Brown. She could have been on the Titanic and was just able to escape. Yeah, escape, I guess. Get on a lifeboat. Mm. And showed up all of her belongings. Her whole life she was bringing from London to Well, she was wealthy. She could have gone home. She could have been poor. She could have been middle class. Made it on a lifeboat. She wasn't. (laughs) Well... Shut up. She very <laughs> much has this. <laughs> she could, yeah, she literally could have been anyone. Because yeah. she started being at the orphanage in the 1920s. So she was there throughout the Roaring Twenties into the Great Depression. Yeah. So. Why would you go from a life of having everything to being like, you know what? I guess I'm just living in New York now as the manager of an orphanage, which maybe, I hate. Maybe <laughs> things were better. Maybe this is a recent mood shift for Miss Hannigan. Maybe she's... Recently, kind of like she's done some self reflection and she's like, you know what? I hate this. I'm not happy. Mm. And now she's taking it out on the girls. But in actuality, it's more her own self doubt and imposter syndrome. <laughs> it's in this Get out of here. With she read Eat, Pray, Love and Satisfied. <laughs> yeah. She could be any woman in her mid 40s. <laughs> she listened to some Brene Brown. <laughs> 
She's just like, oh my gosh, you know what? I get it. Man. Vulnerability is important. Yeah. We love you, Brene Brown. Please come on the podcast. <laughs> if we got Brene Brown to guest on this podcast. What do you think Brene Brown's favorite movie musical is? Cats. <laughs> we could tweet at her. Because, well, be, well, because Brene Brown's all about shame. And there's no way you walk away from performing in the in newest Cats, version of Cats no without shame. shame, right? Yeah. I think she single-handedly got Taylor Swift through the fallout from Cats. Mm. Mm. Ah, God and Jennifer Hudson. And Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. But Jennifer Hudson has slightly less shame because she's obviously like the most talented person in it. she's got the best song in Cats. Right. Anyway. Memory. Don't forget that Jason Derulo was also in Cats and they had to see G.I. out his penis. Yes, that did occur. And there was also all the CGI buttholes that apparently were added and right. then removed. And then, like, added again. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to cats later. I really prefer that we don't. But, so, like, we'll Miss, Miss Hannigan's, Miss Hannigan's <clears throat> like, you're not escaping, this is prison. So she takes her back upstairs. She's like, wake up, children, you're now going to clean. And also, like, at what, what time of day is this happening? Because it's dark I, out. I feel like it's... And it's also December. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, I think it's 5 a.m. is when Annie attempts to escape. 5 a.m.? Yeah. Because they do some cleaning th- over the musical number Hard Knock Life, and then it's mm-hmm. daytime and Mr. Bundles is there. Yeah, in the morning. Right. But Annie runs away and it's nighttime. It's dark out. It's, it could be like 6, 7 a.m. That's right. fair. Yeah, because when she like actually successfully runs away, right. it's it is, not completely it's dark. It's early morning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. like because when Miss Hannigan has to follow her outside, like could have she cut she could have caught the car. She could have she did not, and then she there was the dog. Right. And then it's not super dark out yet, and then we don't see we can progressively then see her running through the streets of New York trying right. to eat a roasted corn. Right. And it gets darker outside. That out of season corn. But we have to talk about hard knock life. Yeah, hard knock life. We've jumped ahead too far. Back to hard knock life. Hard knock life is fun. I don't know of any like golden age Broadway musical song that hits. Sorry, that slaps harder Mm. than hard knock life. Especially when you get those like bass, like bass brass in there. And the drums, like, mm-hmm. Hard Knock Life's been sampled in countless hip-hop songs. Yeah. Just like, this is a bop. It's, it's a bop. so good. Yeah. And the choreography is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about, so, Adam, we've discussed this before. Mm-hmm. Um, Broadway musicals, the older they are, just have, like, more references that are just in there for the parents. Yes. And yeah. this, so, I, I've been singing Hard Knock Life for, I don't know, my entire life now. Mm-hmm. And Would you say for you it's been a hard knock life? I, I don't want to talk about my personal issues on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, I will say, Adam, that I was today many years old mm-hmm. when I found out that a Mickey Finn... Yes. Which they mention in the song. They're just like, in the in a quick breakaway where they're like, let's list things we want to do to Miss Hannigan. We would like to stab her with a safety pin, which like okay. isn't ideal, but it's also this period of history where if you get stabbed with that, you could get tetanus and like literally die from that. Yeah. That's fair. It's right. Safe, it has got safety in the name, so it's still kind of tame. Well, yeah. They're not <laughs> like, let's stab her with a shank. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's a safety. Like, it, oh no, they might draw some blood, but it's right. like... Maybe she's diabetic. Maybe they're, giving, maybe they're helping her out. I don't know. Unlikely. Um, and then they're like, make her drink a Mickey Finn. Yeah. Adam, what's a Mickey Finn? Well, okay, so we did some Googling, because I didn't know what this was. Uh, a Mickey Finn is named after a bartender who was infamous for lacing his cocktails with, like, 
That's like, like a psychedelic, psychedelic a early version of roofies. Roofies. Yeah, roofies. pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So he was roofing his uh, some of his female patrons. Yeah. Uh, and so he became so infamous that two things happened. One, it became the nickname for roofing someone in the 1930s. And two, you can now buy uh, uh, Sour Apple uh, Mickey Finn. Yep, it's now a liquor. fruit liqueur. You can now buy it. So that's Right, so fun. they want to stab Miss Hannigan. And, or roofie her. And, and roofie her. Yeah. <laughs> Is it or or and? It's, uh, they list the like, things we're in gonna progression. Stab her, and then, then we're, we're going to make her. Right. There's no, like, you know, logic... Identifiers yeah. in there. It's not like mm. stab her with a safety pin it's their or make her drink it. Like yeah. no, it's like make her drink. It. Like we're gonna do this. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a daydream than here's our actual plan of how we're going to execute. Right, because it wouldn't make sense for them to stab her and then drug her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, not at all. Like, obviously, plan <laughs> A stab. If that doesn't work, drug her. Right, just like but no, then she'd be too riled up. She'd be like, "You little shits tried to stab me. Like I'm not drinking that liquor." <laughs> no. Also, where did you get that? Take this to calm your nerves. You see Pepper and one of the other orphans put a big trench coat on. She got on their shoulders and was like, they did not Why, Mickey Finn, please? And Mickey Finn was just like, okay, young lady. Okay, little girl. I'm definitely 21. (laughs) Although at this point, this would have been right after the Prohibition. So the drinking age would have been 20. Anyway. Anywho. Regardless. Pepper's too young to legally buy alcohol by herself, even though she's a scary motherfucker. (laughs) She's terrifying. She will cut you. For sure. (laughs) So, like, we sing Hard Knock Life, Mm -hmm. and then Mr. Bundles appears. I love Mr. Bundles. Why do we like Mr. Bundles? You know, he is... He is a character who sees the good in everyone. His name is Mr. Bundles. Which I don't know What could we name the adorable laundry man? Right, like... I don't think his name is Mr. Bundles. I mean, like, he could be, like, Theodore... Theodore Jones Bundles. Yes. Or that's just... Maybe he works for the company Mr. Bundles. Laundry service. And they are young orphans who I'm don't necessarily... I'm choosing to believe his name is Mr. Bundles until provided with more evidence that it's not. So until proven not, <laughs> his name is... Theodore Bundles. <laughs> Theodore Jones Bundles. The second. The second. It's a family business. Until his father died name. in a tragic drug cleaning accident. <laughs> TJ Bundles. Yes. TJ Bundles. He just got too dry. <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a horrifying way to die. It is. Christ. Yeah, that's why he's so happy. Is he's just trying to find the good in life. He's constantly <laughs> suppressing this trauma. So Annie escapes. <laughs> yeah, so Bundle shows up with his little laundry band with new sheets. Yeah. Which I like how he says, new sheets for you, whether you need them or not. Right. Which I'm like, aww. Also, it's once a month, so like, they need them. Mm-hmm. And he tries to woo Miss Hannigan. He says, how will we go get, what is it, a, a sodi float or something like something that? Something like that. Like an old 1930s, like, we're going to get a soda malt. Right. Um, like, let's get a soda malt, a Coca-Cola, a, a cheeseburger. Whole, you kids don't know what any of those things are. Awesome date. Right. And she's like, I'm I'm holding out for Warbucks, which is the first name drop we get of our, like, tertiary protagonist, mm-hmm. secondary protagonist. Uh, and so, yeah, he takes his cart out. And is it Molly who says that Annie escaped? No. Who is it? I don't know all of their names. Unknown Orphan says... Unknown, uh, unnamed Orphan 3 says, yeah. Annie ain't here. And Annie is like, well, where is she? Like, with this 
Was it with, with Mr. Like out yeah. in the cart? Uh, out with yeah. the cart with Mr. Bundle. Yeah. I like how quickly they gave her up. Yeah. They're not like just like, oh, she's gone. It's like, here's exactly how she escaped. Fucking snitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Annie even got them Christmas gifts to begin with. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Annie escapes, and now mm. she's running around the streets. This is her Aladdin phase oh, of life. So, yeah, she, Riff, Raff, Street Riff. Rat. There's a lot of reprises in this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, there's a good amount. Like, there's at least three that I know of. Mm-hmm. And that's not a thing in a lot of shows. No. That we've covered at all. No, not really. No. I mean, the only thing that we have covered, like, with Phantom, is the one that comes to mind of, like, where there's, like, yeah. three melodies, and it's just variations on yes. those three. But this one's, like, there are, like, Reprise, five repri- distinct yep. songs, but half, and then, like, 20 numbers, and, like, half of that is a reprise. Right. But I, I, I do like the reprise of Hard Knock Life because it just shows how supportive the other orphans are of her despite only giving Annie, what, a 15-second head start. Because <laughs> they're like, ruining... no more Hard Knock Life. It's like, okay, right. wait, now she's homeless on the street. Yeah, <laughs> like, and like, yeah. as we see, she's like running around. She's trying to con or she's trying to convince the street corn seller. And I have a whole thing about this street corn. Talk about the corn crin. Let the, it go. The corn is Let on stage lose. for like on stage on <laughs> screen for like five seconds. What could you say about the corn? Things. It's two weeks before Christmas. Right. Harvesting time would have been October, November. Right. Like the corn, like fresh, like corn would not really be still good at the time that they're offering. Have it. you heard of California? So when the orphan train goes out <laughs> west, it, it leaves corn. with orphans, it and then comes it comes back, back with corn and pigeons, be- actually. Yeah, it becomes the corphin train. The corphin! The corphin train! That's going to be a new medication name, Annie's, corphin. Annie's now homeless. With her California corn. <laughs> her California corn that she steals. Run right around the streets. It's, it's five cents for corn, mm-hmm. which, it's the depression. And I did do some Googling with some of the money amounts that are dropped in this. Uh, five cents have been, like, a $5 thing of corn. Hmm. Which, like, to, like if you would go to, like, a street fair, you could get, like, a whole ear of corn, depending right. on what they do to it. You could probably get that for five bucks. Now, if we go, like, the full, like, Mexican, like, cotija cheese, like, so all that, the tahine on there. It's somehow mm-hmm. still $2. If anyone, ha- after this yeah. podcast, you should all watch, um... Bon Appetit making things, and they have it's alive with Brad Leone, and he and Orville Peck make street corn called Elote. Just a little plug. Did you get paid for that plug? <laughs> Not yet. Are, are you, you accepting it. external sponsorships? Are you on the Bon Appetit payroll? Because no. how do you do that? <laughs> also, I want to join. Can I be a Bon Appetit influencer? <laughs> God, we're so white. Anyway, um... <laughs> and so now she's on the street, and she's... I like her plan. She's going up to people, and she's like, are you my parents? <laughs> or she's... Have you seen my parents? As if anyone will know what her parents... Like, well, I saw a woman and father who kind of look like you if you put them together, so maybe they're your parents. She's like, oh my gosh, Todd and Jessica. <laughs> like, Annie is continually looking for her parents, but... We're having a wine and cheese night tonight. With 11 her. years old. She's been in the orphanage... For 11 years of her life, and all right. she has is her locket and her note that's like, we will yes. be back for our daughter. This isn't, we haven't mentioned this yet, and you brought up a good point there, Corinne. Thank you. A big <laughs> thing about this musical is that she basically is, it's one of those things where she's like, you're an orphan, Annie. I'm not an orphan because I was left with a note. I had this wrinkly piece of paper. That yeah. says, we'll be back. Had we'll to go. Be back. 
<laughs> becomes Hamilton. No, no, no. Um, basically, her parents are like, we'll come back for our daughter. Thanks. Hold her until then. <laughs> Bye. Uh, and we'll get to her parents later. Uh, but yeah, 1922 right. is when they were dropped off. When she was dropped off. And 33, so she was 11 years old. Do you know what time it is? It's time for the dog. Ah! Oh, a thing that I always think plays a much bigger role in this. And, and it really doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> so Annie's like, okay, maybe being homeless isn't great. So she's walking around, and a police officer is like trying to catch a dog. And she's just like, oh, I've always wanted a dog. And, and at so that moment, she decides, I will make this dog mine. This is now my dog. Because I can't let it go to the pound. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right, so the police officer is like, okay, I'm going to take this dog. And she's like, it's my dog. And he's just like, okay, if it's your dog, call it. And then mm-hmm. so she tries to, mm-hmm. she names it Sunny. Sandy. 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 Sunny? Sunny, Sandy, whatever. It's, the sun will come out tomorrow. Because Shut it up. is Sandy for coat. Yes. For, for, sorry. The sand will come sorry. out tomorrow. The sand, <laughs> bet your bottom sand dollar. That hey! <laughs> and Annie so, goes to the beach. And so she's like, that's my dog. Sandy. And he's just like, okay, call it. And then she's like, Sandy. And then Sandy comes to her and he's just like, Well, okay. it's like, Sandy. And then it doesn't Sandy. Come. And she gets down, locks eyes. Here, boy! Just like, you fucking dog. Come and to me Then runs right over. Now. And then the officer's like, next time you're out, make sure it has a leash and a collar and license. Yep. Or it'll be going to the pound to take a long nap. Which yeah. I'm like, whoa! Hey, little girl. Is that your dog? Yeah. Better put a leash on it. Okay. You know what's going to happen if you don't put a leash no, on it? Gonna You're going to kill your dog. <laughs> Are you going to put a leash on that damn dog? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Do you want me to kill your dog? No. Little girl? <laughs> Do you want me to kill your fucking dog? No. Because I'm the NYPD motherfucker. I know. I will murder your dog. You're pretty infamous. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the stories. <laughs> This musical is so topical. <laughs> so she has a dog now, and she's just like, okay, the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> um, do, do we like the song, The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow? Tomorrow, I think. Tomorrow. So I to- love ya. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is, it's like Fan of the Opera. Tomorrow's the no good. How about, tomorrow's no good. How about two days from now? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll get back to you. I think Sincerely tomorrow is, it's the best known number from the show. Yeah. But I don't think it's the best number. Yes, I agree with that. It's some. It has such mm-hmm. recognition, but yes. like, is it the? It's kind of like when an artist comes out with their new album. There's mm-hmm. a couple songs that play on the radio, but everyone who's like listened to the album's like, mm-hmm. no, actually, this one's the best song. We are hipsters about Annie. Everyone loves Tomorrow, but it's not the this best. This is one. an Easy Street crew over here. This is, it won't get to Easy Street because that's that's a fucking but before, jam. Before we move on, yeah. We need to continue talking about how apparently this police officer's whole job <laughs> is to catch this dog. And this is... Well, because, so Annie's singing Tomorrow, Tomorrow, I'll Love You Tomorrow, it's You're Only a Day Away. And then she realizes, oh shit, that's really great and all that I'm being an optimist, but I'm still actively homeless. So, like, she's right. hanging out with some homeless men at a barrel. Well, she, she runs through them, like, in between them and says, I'm not here. Yes. With the, with the dog. The dog is in tow. With yes. the dog and the police. Like, show up again, and they're, like... And the police are, like, no Where, Where's that collar? It's just, like, little girl. I thought I'd talk to you about that collar. Oh, shit, okay. What did I tell you was going to happen if you didn't put a collar on the dog? dog? I'm going to kill your dog. Oh, fuck. Yep. So she tells Sandy to, run, boy, run! So he takes off, and then the police officer follows him, and then Annie's, like, 
bitch, you can't catch me. So the police officer is taking off after this girl. Let them who, have, who is she doesn't even know that she stole corn. Mm-hmm. He's just chasing her, I guess, because he's sexist. Or he's just chasing her. Let us forget that this is New York City. In 1933. In 1933. There's other things happening. There are other things happening. (laughs) Yeah. This man is like, no, I must follow this little girl who has not caused any problems. No. But instead of helping someone who just got mugged, there's a murder happening somewhere that he could be useful at, but no. There's probably like three active homicide cases currently happening mm-hmm. as he's chasing this little girl right. for her license. Right, because New York City doesn't have the money to hire like truancy officers who could deal with this. Or apparently like animal control. Right, or like social services. Like the- no, they only have the orphan train. <laughs> they have the orphan train and police. That's <laughs> all we have. We're going to use the police to catch the orphans and we're going to use the trains to move the orphans. <laughs> Nothing that, in the middle. We don't know what happens. Give them some corn. <laughs> My God. Anyway, so yeah, then um, he does eventually catch her. Um, but not Sandy. Sandy disappears for a Sandy's- while. Sandy has is going backstage for her her five. Yeah, has disappeared into obscurity. Chilling in the green bit. room, eating some you know puppy chow. It's yeah. fine. So um, Andy's been returned to the orphanage, which I have to say, I loved this. The, the transition. The transition was amazing. The transition is phenomenal. Where she turns the corner, starts to run into the officer, and then runs into Han again in yeah. a split cut. I when love that editing. It's a very good cut. It's so good. And that's the end of my editing conversation for this musical. And so, like, Miss Hannigan puts on the charm. She's just like, oh my gosh, my little baby Annie, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the officer's like, I'll let her off with warning, like, blah, blah, blah. And then Hannigan's just like, oh my god. I hate these little girls. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate them. And do you know what I'm going to do now? What are you going to do, Corinne? Well, I'm not Miss Hannigan. <laughs> what are do you know what Miss Hannigan's going to do? What is she going to do? She's going to sing about how much she hates... Little girls. Which is a lie. Uh, it is. Girls. There are so many verses. There's there and half, most of the words are little, little girls, girls, little, little girls. girls. Blank and blank, blank and blank. Blank, blank, blank. Little blank, blank. girls. Little girls. Little girls. <laughs> yeah. No I, thought about how she feels about medium girls. <laughs> Big girls? Mm, don't even talk about it. Should <laughs> 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 we just know that she hates little girls? Only little girls. Once you're beyond 12... Fuck she it. wants to step on their freckles. She d- Which is horrifying. <laughs> but, like, also... So, Kathy Bates is... Is acting on all cylinders here. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Because she's both over the top and also not enough. Mm-hmm. Like, she could be doing more, but she's... She's saving her for the end. And I love her, where we get to see Hannigan's room. I guess her bedroom or her house or apartment. I don't know. Um, we see, like, the showgirls around her mirror. Yeah. So, like, she has aspirations. Yes. She wants to be in the line. She wants to go to Hollywood, probably. She loves the limelight. She's like, she I, loves might, to boogie. I might even take the orphan train to California. Because <laughs> it'll be cheap transportation. Super cheap tickets. Yeah. But, do you know why she wouldn't take the orphan train? Because there's little girls on it. <laughs> and also little boys, which we haven't even touched on in this musical. She's, She's fine. fine. She's fine with them. <laughs> she has no problem. Okay. It's just okay. Well, girls. orphans are only boys. So, like. That's true. I want to touch very very briefly on something very disturbing that I just found. So I looked up the little girl's lyrics. Uh-huh. Um, and so, like, traditionally we try to keep it in the same lane. But, like, there was the, whatever it was, the 2014 version yes. with Cameron Diaz as Miss Hannigan. Apparently. So they changed some of the lyrics. Uh, so where oh. Miss Hannigan, where 
where Kathy Bates says like send the flood, send the flu, anything you can do to little girls. Mm -hmm. She instead now says, please kill me. I'm serious. Please kill me. I'm not singing. I'm asking. Whoa! (laughs) Um, I I should be anywhere but here, on the planes, on the stages, or on TV, but I find myself here at the snot house. Little shoes, little socks. Please kill me. I'm serious. Please kill me. I'm not singing. I'm asking. Is that Cameron Diaz pleading to be out of the movie? Is she okay? <laughs> Did she want that? Was she forced? Cameron Diaz, if you aren't okay, please tell us. I want to go back twice. And... If... Oh shit! This is audio only. Fuck. I want to go back. See. I want to go back and like watch her rendition of this because I feel like she's going to be doing the POW blinking SOS or like <laughs> with her eyes. She's blinking torture. And Whereas Miss Hannigan is like, send a flood. Send, Send the, the flu. flu. Anything you, will do. Yeah, anything and will do. It's, it's not kill me. It's get rid of these girls. I don't it's care. How. Like let the let the flu take them. Right. Let the floodwaters take them. Yeah. Like and meanwhile, Cameron Diaz is over here. No, with no just kill me. Suicide ideation. Just, like kill me. Just end it. Just yeah. end it. Yeah. So like out of the three Miss Hannigans that we have, mm-hmm. so talk about your love. I Miss Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett. I have such a soft spot for Carol Burnett's. Mm-hmm. Miss Hannigan, it's the one I grew up on, mm-hmm. so, like, you ha- already have that familiarity there, but, like, in Little Girl, she's like, one day I'm gonna end up in the nut house, and up until this point, with Kathy Bates, Miss Hannigan is just stressed out, probably underpaid, overworked, just yeah. not loving what she does. Carol Burnett's Miss Hannigan. She's, like, flouncing around her room in her drapey clothes and her white satin romper, drink mm-hmm. actively always drinking, mm-hmm. pouring bubble, and, like, she is insane probably mm-hmm. clinically insane yeah. yeah so i think there's just like certain levels to play that carol burnett does it but mm-hmm. kathy bates just takes it in a different direction which is also a good direction they're just the same character played very differently and right. cameron diaz is not a part of this We're discussion. Talk about just get out of here cameron diaz i love kathy bates in this because she's just like she's just kind of evil like she's just not a good person mm-hmm. as opposed to being mentally ill which is the way like right burnett because Kat, burnett's just like oh she's mentally ill ergo she's evil here right. it's the villain is saying I might be insane, but only because of little girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I did take in my notes. We've covered musicals, many musicals up to this point. Of our musical villains, of which there's only really been a few straight villains. A lot of the villains have been like society, well, society or, or the situation. <laughs> yeah. But if you had to face these three characters, who would you rather face? What kind of fight? Um. A uh, melee. A melee combat. <laughs> <laughs> who would you... Who, well... Okay, let me put it in melee. Who would you least want to run into in a dark alley? Oh. Miss Hannigan, mm. Audrey 2, or the Phantom of the Opera? <laughs> oh, God. I Of those three, who would you least want to see? I would say the Phantom of the Opera, right? Because, like... There's no, there's no reason to be dressed like that in 2020. <laughs> so, like, if I'm just walking down the alley and I see a dude in September dressed up like the Phantom of the Opera, I'd be like, I'm actually just gonna die. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I'm an adult woman now, so Miss Hannigan um, probably has no reason to hate me. But would she be like, were you once a little girl? I mean, I might hate you residually. <laughs> yes, I was once a little girl, but now I am an adult. Ah, uh, strange is the passage of time. <laughs> and so, like, she's she's singing that. She obviously doesn't like little girls. And then mm-hmm. enter Big Car. 
Oh, yes. Big, fancy Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. Pulls up outside. With the big W on it. With the big W. Yeah. Because who's here? Is it, it Daddy are... Warbucks? Just no, kidding. No, it's his secretary. Yep. Grace. But... Grace. Who is Grace played by? Audra McDonald. Wow. Oh, my God. She's our queen. What a beautiful... You are everything, Audra McDonald. Absolutely everything. Just amazing. She is wonderful in this Truly. and there's something so special about grace a being played by an african-american and the way that she's portrayed during this time she's the only black person in this whole movie <laughs> that is yeah which is correct fascinating to think about how she is how she got here like, like and how chill everyone is about it right because i was doing some little quick mental math watching this last night and i was like if we assume that she grew up in the north and grew up in new york then okay but if, like, this is, what, 33? Almost her, her, her. 90 years after the Civil War. Maybe her parents or grandparents were slaves. Who knows? Or perhaps she was born, as Audra McDonald was, in West Berlin. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, she was born in West Berlin, 1970. Does Audra McDonald have dual citizenship in Germany and the U.S.? I don't know. But how cool is she as a person? Fascinating. She's the most beautiful singer she is. in this. And so she shows up and she's just like, I have come to borrow one of your orphans to spend <laughs> Christmas with Mr. Warbucks. For two weeks. For two weeks. For two weeks. And because Mr. Warbucks is getting bad press. Right. We don't know that right away, though. That's she doesn't true. say that That's to, true. She's just right. like, to Miss Hannigan. We need an orphan. Give me an orphan. What's what, 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 Annie, you're in the office? Yeah. yeah. Annie, Annie gets me. picked so happenstantially. Yeah. I'm like, if, it was, if Pepper was there, we'd be like, hey, is this one free? Cool, we'll take it. I love how quickly they click, though. Like, True. Mm-hmm. Grace and Annie immediately are like, oh, what's that? We're going to mildly blackmail this person? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. But, like, And Grace signs on immediately. She's just like, oh, well, what was that you were trying to tell me about the board of orphans and a runaway like orphan? Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, fine, take her. Yeah. So now Annie is going to a place that I think she's really going to like. Oh, she's going to like it there. She's going to like it there. <laughs> and but we're going to sing a song about it. But first they stop at Bergdorf's, which is one of the... the top-of-the-line department stores in New York City at the time. Yeah. To just get a coat. Just, which, just like, get a coat. Which, like, a wool coat in Bergdorf's in December of 1933 during the Great Depression would have been unheard of. And Grace is like, we'll go get you a new coat. Which also, I love when she's like, where's your coat? And Hannigan's like, I didn't think they needed coats. Why does a child need a coat? <laughs> they have energy. Feed them some sugar and they'll keep themselves they warm. body heat. Similar concept. Yeah. And so, like, Annie leaves. They go on this wonderful adventure. Miss Hannigan does a reprise of Little Girls. Because, once again, we love a reprise. Mm-hmm. And also, I noticed this, and I don't know if this was intentional or not. Every time Hannigan's done singing in this musical, she closes a door. Mm. Or doors are closed. Or curtains yes. are closed. Everything closes on Miss Hannigan. It's probably the same... For a stage show because they oh. would now be making the transition to Warbucks' house. True. And so that would be kind of like a lights out. And this is all the same act, so yeah. it's that kind of Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. If I was if I was guessing. Not like you have experience being in the show. I, from what I recollect. <laughs> um, I believe that was the that was when we transitioned to Warbucks Interior one. Um <laughs> And so they go to Warbucks' house, mm-hmm. and it's the the song is uh, I think I'm gonna like it here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna like it here. Yeah. Uh, and in the song, they just list things mm-hmm. that Annie now has. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, also, because Annie, she's now rich for Annie, two weeks. Annie walks in, and Grace is like, what do you want to do? Yep. And she's like, I'll start with the windows. I'll start with the floors. I'll start with the, with the floors, floors, and then maybe I'll do the windows. Right. And Audra's like, no, 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 no. You're our guest. You're here to have fun. Yeah. And Annie's like, fun? What is that? What's fun? F is for friends who do, do stuff, stuff together. together. U is for you and me. Blanked it. Good. And it's for anywhere and anytime and all down here in NYC. Hey! Um, so what are some of the things that Annie gets Annie now that gets, she's in this house? Annie gets private tennis lessons. And the instructor will be there by noon. Yes. And she'll be a pro in no time. In no time. And uh, there is a pool indoors. To the left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she also gets new clothes. She gets toys. Mm-hmm. Yep. She gets a bed. Yeah, a bed. She wakes up, rings, breakfast is brought to her, rings again, Mrs. Pugh comes and takes, takes away, away the Ms. tray. Mrs. Pugh's the remover. <laughs> they call her the remover. Miss Pugh has removed many of Warbox's uh, problems. Problems, we could say. <laughs> she, yeah. Jason Stratham. <laughs> I think so. Yes. Mrs. Pugh in the remover. <laughs> it's Angela Lansbury, but it's also a high stakes right. spy thriller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mixed with oceans, like yeah, eleven, give or take. Oceans one. <laughs> yeah, it's she the is ocean. the one. <laughs> she is the one. <laughs> She's Danny Ocean's mom. Um, and so, <laughs> so at the end of the song, she bumps into Daddy Warbucks, and he's just like, "Who are you? Who is this child?" And she's like, "I'm Annie." <laughs> and like, oh, he looks at Grace like, "You're you're a girl. Orphans are boys," <laughs> which is a strange like. That's not a like a common misconception mm-hmm. that one could rely on. Like, I don't know if this was supposed to be a joke, but it doesn't work for me personally. Yeah, I'm like, eh, like yeah. But he was uh, also an orphan, so like maybe he was. Just oh kept... yeah, I grew up as a child, and the ergo all children are boys. Like, yes. <laughs> like this is some bad logic here, but luckily we move on. Anyway, we move on. She wants to watch him work and do his business things. Because what does he do? Business. 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 He's got factories. Business. Business. Factories are closing. (laughs) Business is bad. I'm on the phone with the president. Come for Christmas. Give me the White House. Come for Christmas. Splendid. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No other details will be provided. And so (laughs) he's just like, what? Yeah, he's He's on the phone with the president. And he's just like, oh, you should come for Christmas. Oh, excellent. And then hangs up. It's what? Like, and I love my favorite line of the whole whole show. What do Democrats eat? <laughs> Souls. Oh. Oh. Tax money. The rich. <laughs> the rich. They eat all of your taxpayer dollars. <laughs> waste, waste, waste. No, no, um, no. And so then they're like, uh, long story short, they're like, okay, let's let's go hit it big in NYC. Like, let's just get out right. there. And Daddy Warbucks is just like, NYC. Well, well, Annie asks her, asks him, what is New York like? And he's like, oh, you've never seen New York. And like, he's like, just you've like, lived here. Where yeah. have you been? And up until this point, he shows zero interest in actively hanging out with her. He's like, oh, you and Grace mm-hmm. could do that. Yeah. You and right. Grace could do that. Like, go see a Broadway show. Go get mm-hmm. dinner. That's but fine. But now he's like, oh, NYC. And now they're walking down the streets. It's snowing. They're holding hands. Mm-hmm. Right. And so NYC is fun. It, it is. is very fun. NYC. Mm. What is it about you? <laughs> you're big. You're loud. You 
tough. <laughs> but you're also not a part of the Great Depression currently, because people are having fun. There's an ice cream parlor. That is booming. Yeah, so this is where we kind of depart from the massive plot point that this is the Great Depression. Because see, things seem fine. Right. Like... And this is just, I guess, the rich. Maybe this is commentary. Is this commentary? This is commentary. What cool, is let's it chalk commentary? it up as commentary. It's commentary. So, like, they go to an ice cream parlor, and Daddy Warbucks is on the phone until, like, Grace and Annie shoot him a dirty look, and he, like, puts down the phone because he's not all about business anymore. But he's enough about business to be like, I'm at the ice cream parlor, the people know I'm here, so they call the ice cream parlor to talk right. to me. Right. He goes to take a note, but they knock him out of his business yes. zen he's by not all handing business. him a spoon yes. for his ice cream instead of a pen, and he's yes. like, okay, fine. Because he's no longer cream. just about business. His heart is opening to this child that he right. met three hours ago. <laughs> yes. um, and so then they go to a show, they go to a musical, mm. they buy some toys, they go mm-hmm. for like a carriage ride. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of fun. One quick note about this musical number. Uh, when they go to see the show, uh, we have what's called, I think the role is like up and coming star or like the star wannabe or whatever. The star, oh yeah, the star, like the person who's singing. Yeah, yeah so there's this this kind of featured singer in the musical, within in the musical within the musical, this woman comes up and does her whole NYC, that whole thing. Just got here this morning. So like, and uh, that is played three by... Three bucks, two bags, one knee. And that is played by the original Annie from 1977. Isn't that just fun? Wow. That's just, that's fun. I, I don't know what... if this is my favorite version of this though, because this character takes a couple different roles. It's like, in mm. this, she's in a Broadway show. In other versions, she like they they're outside on the street, and she just gets out of a cab, and oh. like with her bags, and she's just now in New York, and, and she's she just like, and she's now just, I'm in this number too. Yeah, she's she's just, just like, like NYC. She's just like so excited to be there that she's just like singing out and about. But Literally. now it's like, oh, we are at the Broadway, yeah. therefore people are singing here, but we yeah, are also sure. singing everywhere. Yeah, right. So, I don't know if there's a better version, but I kind of like the idea of you're just walking down the street in New York, and then someone pulls up in a cab, and they get out, and they're just like, NYC! It's also New York City, so I wouldn't be surprised that it's actually happened It's John Mulaney. It's John Mulaney. (laughs) (laughs) NYC! (laughs) What is it about you? (laughs) You're big! You're You're loud! Yeah, tough. Yeah, tough. You're new in town. <laughs> You're new in town. What are three other things about him? <laughs> so, like, obviously, Daddy Warbucks is no longer just about business. Now he's all about orphans. Right. Not orphans. Orphan. Annie. Orphan. Orphan. Little orphan Annie. Yeah. So they do the NYC. They, like, mm-hmm. go back to his house. And, like, he's doing, like, a reprise of NYC because it's another reprise. Um, right. And it's just, like, <laughs> in the creepiest lines, given, don't fight, good girl, good night, sleep tight in NYC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If this was sung to someone his age, terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a bit. Um, but on the other side of town... It's time. Meanwhile... Meanwhile... We go back to the orphanage, and we find Grace shows up and says to Miss Hannigan, 
oh, Warbucks is going to adopt Annie because he knew her for four hours and fell in love. His new love isn't business. It was supposed to be two weeks, and now it's Orphant Annie. Orphant <laughs> Forever. Annie. Forever. He loves two things in this life, Annie and business. Business, business, business. <laughs> business. And so she's just like, oh, cool, that's that's great. And as she gets, Grace gets in the big car, we're introduced as, with a camera pan to the Han- or to brother Hannigan. Yes. To, to Rooster, played by a properly utilized Alan Cumming. You mean you can put him in a role where he doesn't stand in a doorway of a rundown nightclub on the Sunset Strip? Oh my god. And says I was so seven pissed. lines. So pissed. All he said in burlesque was, strip club, this is a nightclub, darling. And here he actually does shit. I like to think that he wasn't supposed to be in the movie, but he was just hanging around on he set. He wandered on the was, set. No, he's just with Cher. They were just hanging around. <laughs> and they're like, hey, put on this fucking bowler hat. It was like, and Alan, go. Alan, you want to be in my musical? <laughs> and he's just like, and you can't tell Cher, tuts. And you can't tell Cher no. Right, yeah. Anyway, you must share with Cher. Yeah. <laughs> we meet... Alan Cumming as Rooster, Rooster Hannigan. And we meet a very early in her career, Kristen Chenoweth. So, what? Joe? So, what? Sto- quick story time, yes. I guess, with this. Yeah, you should say, you should. Tell did you not know who Kristen Chenoweth is? Oh, no, he did. I did. To the point where I told Corinne, I was just like, you know what would be a really great casting for, for Lily St. Regis? Kristen Chenoweth. And then... Ten minutes later, after looking it up, I'm like, hey, so good news. <laughs> Wait. You know who plays you Lily St. Regis? You didn't recognize that was Kristen Chenoweth? No. What? No. Really? Dude, it's her from like 30 years ago. 21 years yes, ago. 21 years ago. She's Two years gonna... later, she was in Wicked. Two years later? Wicked's from 2002, yeah. Bullshit. No, it's not. 2005 at least. No. What? Yes. People have been I've that seen, obsessed with I've that seen Wicked six times, I know. Which is too many times. I'm aware. Adam, it's okay. One of those times was actually for class, so I'm going gonna... oh. to... Why would you go and see it for class? You've already... Whatever. Whatever. But anyways, Kristen Chenoweth, same year she's Lily St. Regis, won a Tony for her performance as Sally Brown in You're a Good, good man, man, Charlie, Charlie Brown. Brown. What year did she sing Taylor the Latte Boy? <laughs> oh, The greatest Jabba-themed song. That was a that was a while ago. Taylor the Latte Boy. Two thousand five. Okay. Good year for her. I also want to fact check my Wicked claim just because I don't want to be a goof. Um. So anywho, so we meet them and they go in and they're like, "Hey, sis," and she's like, "You're out of prison," and he's just like, "I slit." Two thousand three. Two thousand three. Yeah, you're wrong. I was off by a year. You yeah. said oh five. Clearly, a year makes a big difference. Have you heard of 2020? Touche. Um, so, he's just like, I slipped a deal with the warden. He got out of jail. Because mm-hmm. he's a he's a con man. He's a slippery snake. Damn right he is. Mm-hmm. Alan Cummy. You slippery, slippery snake. snake and he's snake. also playing rooster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, later we figure out, has multiple names. Multiple. As does Lily. Yeah. Hannigan, though, does not. No. She's, she's just... She's just Agatha Hannigan. She's been too busy just running an orphanage that she doesn't want to run. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I just saw a dog run on the sidewalk outside with no one near it. There was just... It's Sandy. We found our own Sandy. (laughs) Come here, here, girl. 
Come here, boy. I don't know. There was just a black dog that just ran from there to there. Anyway, Puppy. sorry. There's no um, police officer chasing it. <laughs> this yeah. is an NYPD, obviously. Um, and so, essentially, they they have now heard that, mm-hmm. like, because Daddy Warbucks wants to find the real parents. Because he was going to adopt Annie, basically yeah. made the, he proposed in a way. Yeah, it was cute. It was. And Who says romance is dead? And Annie's like, no, no, no. I was left with a note. So find my parents. And he's like, okay. Fine. This fine, fine, note fine. is my whole personality. And so he offers $50,000 uh, to... Uh, Which is probably... Oh, I did the math last night. Let's mm-hmm. see. He's offering... Hundreds of thousands. Yes. As I'm not sure math, if it's quite a million yet. To yeah. anyone who can prove that they would be Annie's parents. But in addition... You give a million dollars. Oh, yeah. He he would give him a million dollars. But in addition to, like, people being able to show up and try to prove that they were, he's also got the FBI on it. Yeah. Yeah. The FBI. He calls calls FDR to talk to the FBI and says, find this girl's parents. Yes. Please. It's the Great Depression. And so, like, the the, the troublesome Hannigans are together, and they're like, okay, so life is hard. We would have really liked to be somewhere that is, dare I say, easier. <laughs> the street that we live on is very hard. I would prefer an easy, easy street. street. Oh. oh! You don't. So this is a, so this is a fun song. <laughs> it is. As Corinne alluded to earlier, while tomorrow is the best known, easy street. Probably is the most the underrated right. because this is a fucking jam. Yes. I love this song. It's so good. I remember the way our sainted mother, mother. would sit and croon us a lullaby. It's just like, <laughs> oh, we know. Or they're talking about their mother. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite line in the entire show. It's just so much fun. It's like, mother dear, we know you're down there listening. <laughs> and at that moment, I love how Lily, like, it crawls across us and looks yeah. down she and looks down. she will find their the mother. Like, as is established, Lily St. Regis is not the smartest character. She's not bright. She is the stereotypical blonde ditz. Yes. Because she later in the musical gets conned by a bunch of kids out of like $400. Yes. Yeah. Which is a ton of money. <laughs> in 1933. Right. Yeah. A ridiculous amount of money. Yes. And so they sing Easy Street. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's so much fun. They're and, and, they, they hatch the plan. Yes. To fake being... Yeah. Well, we don't learn the plan initially, but basically they allude to, we're going to game the system. Yeah. Fake being Annie's real parents. Because we know about the note and the locket. Yeah, right. We have insider information. Exactly. Like, we have the identifiers here. So we'll go and get 50000 And then Rooster makes the bold claim of, like, we will get the money, we will get the girl, and then what will we do with the girl, Joe? We're probably just gonna kill her. We're gonna take care of it. Like, and then he, like, pops his knife and drags it across his throat. Like, and I'm just like, whoa! That just took a turn. <laughs> how did you, how did they, when you were in Annie Jr., did they reference killing Annie? Or was I, it like... I honestly think they do. Oh my god. Like, I, the line, the line... Just, do the, they? Did Joe? The, did <laughs> Joe? Joe, did you threaten to kill Annie? I did. I said we would get rid of her. Oh, man. Which... They could, they could have just stuck her on the orphan Put her on the orphan train. <laughs> The orphan train doesn't exist anymore. 
Oh man, that yeah. would be the easiest way to get rid of her. Or Honestly. just any pesky child. Like you have kids that you're annoyed are playing street ball. Don't. If you look at those orphans playing street ball, police. If you talk back to me one more time, I'll put you on the orphan train. <laughs> but anyways, back to the musical. It's yeah. not the orphan train. God, I wish it was though. I want. We need to write Orphan Train the, the musical. musical. <laughs> check, check, check. We got trouble, trouble, trouble. <laughs> oh, oh my dear god. god. How many musicals inadvertently featured the Orphan Train? Oh, oh probably more than you would like. Oh my god. Oklahoma for sure. Anyway. So they're like, we're gonna do this plan and end up on Easy Street. Life is. Mm-hmm. Life is good. Life, is, life good. is gonna be easy. Um, on our street. On our streets. <laughs> Um, so, meanwhile, the Warbuckses are going through, and, like, they're interviewing all these people, but no, they're all fakes, right? Because no one knows about the locket, no one knows about the notes, mm-hmm. um, or any of these types of things. Right. I imagine the interview's like, so you say you're Annie's parents. Would you say you'd be able to, uh, put a finger on, uh, the pulse of the situation? I don't know what you're talking about. They didn't reference the locket, never mind. Shit. <laughs> Would what? you say you, you could write down the details of the situation? I don't know. I didn't mention the note. They mentioned the note. Okay, like good. It's all here. just really hand, like Jeopardy kind of answers. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we forgot. You're never fully dressed. So we're getting there. So we're like, getting there. We're getting so there. they're advertising that like Daddy Warbucks is giving away fifty thousand dollars. And the orphans are back at the orphanage. Yes, as orphans, yeah. either either on in an orphanage or they're on a train. <laughs> it's it's fifty fifty. <laughs> These orphanages are where they apparently never go outside. Yeah. And, and they don't uh, have coats. And um, uh, they listen to the radio. And, and Bert Healy yes. is on the radio. And he's, oh. da- da- not Daddy Warbucks. It would be weird for a radio announcer to be like, Daddy Warbucks. Oliver Warbucks. Oliver Warbucks is offering $50,000 to the couple that can prove that they are Annie's parents. And then Pepper's like, $50,000? Yep. Pepper, oh. the sassy bitch. <laughs> And so, like, all the girls go and... She's, like, ten, Corinne. She can still be... Oh, that's my friend Cloud. Hi, Cloud. I, friend named her name is Cloud? Cloud? Their name is Cloud. Their okay. name is Cloud. Okay, cool. Well, it's not their birth name, but, you know. Well, that's fair. Okay. Cloud gave me my tattoo when they were my resident. Fun oh. fact about me, everyone what? listening to this podcast. What tattoo? My The sun on my ankle is a stick and poke that Cloud did in their dorm room. Oh, okay. Oh. Learning things. Bye, Cloud. You want to be on a podcast, Cloud? Um, okay, bye, Cloud. Um, <laughs> anyway, so they they sing You're Never Fully Dressed Without a Smile. Which is just like, let's hear the song on the radio and then we'll sing it. It's so cute. It I is. was going to say, this is the weakest song, I think, in the whole musical. What? I zoned out during this one. The the worst song in this is probably the one Daddy Warbucks sing. Yeah. There's like, something was missing. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. This song is, it's adorable, and it's fun, and it's sung by children. By children. And they're just having fun. Hey, hobo man, hey, Dapper Dan. Dan. You both got your style, but brother, you're never fully dressed without a smile. I'll yeah. give them this. For 1999, for kids? For being children. For being actual children. Actual children, actual children child actors. Excellent voices. Yes, sounds great. Yes. And it's just a fun little number to remind us that 
That these are children. That these are children. And they, they have hopes fully and dreams. And they have hopes and dreams. Yes. Until Miss Hannigan comes in and ruins the fun. She's literally like, did I hear you having fun? Fun? <laughs> are you smiling? Yeah. Did I smell the revolting stench of self-esteem? Um, little producer's reference there. Oh anyway. my gosh, back to the first one. This is episode 10. Episode 10 We did 10 of these. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wow. Oh my god. I've been on a fifth of them. A fifth. No, a fifth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A fifth. Yeah, two yeah. out of ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can do basic math occasionally. Yeah. I don't do math. Um, Joe and I talk about this often. Now we are so glad we never have to do math. Right. Yeah. Um. So they do that. It's a cute song. Um. And then Daddy Warbucks does his like... This song is just... To me, it's unnecessary character development because it's like we already know that he loves Annie, right? Mm-hmm. And and so it's almost like he's just showing off in this. He's like, "I've made me a fortune. My fortune's <laughs> made ten. And I'm like, "Dude, we know you're you're, you're the Jeff Bezos of the 1930s. Right. We get it. You are a humble. This is a humble brag. This is a not so humble brag. It's a not so humble brag. He's just like, "Wow, just like I, my heart is so full for someone that has so much money." And you're I, like. I did. How are these things related? <laughs> I only took, the only note for this song I did write was the sad billionaire song. It's like, yes. Aww. But it does get his high note. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Every it, actor gets their every well, high note. He's like, that something was someone but you. Strictly falsetto. Yeah, and you're just like, oh god. Thank you. It's like, I didn't need that, but and thank then, you, Victor. <laughs> and then we unfortunately find out that the FBI yeah. cannot yeah. seem to find yes. Annie's parents. Yeah, the, yeah. the locket, there were like hundreds of thousands of them made, so that's a dead end. They don't know anything about the parents. Mm-hmm. So Annie's like, well, I guess if I can't have my real parents, you're pretty great. I'll take you, Daddy Warbucks. Yeah. And then they sing the cutest song ever. I don't need anything but you. Together at last. Dun, 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 together forever. It's so this, cute. There was something about this. Do you remember when we were younger, there was the Shirley Temple yes. collection? Yes. This scene, this especially of them dancing Straight up Shirley on top, Temple. I can see, like, this 90s commercial where it's like, from the wonderful world of Disney, we present Annie, and it cuts to this. It's kind of like, da, da, like da, and like it's them dancing it's like follow the whimsical joy of this classic musical so anyway it's a lovely song I really want to get drunk with you Corinne and sing it in a duet karaoke bar together at last together I'm going to have to learn all the words you can't just go da 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 learn how to sing step one learn how to sing step two sing karaoke of do you sing often, Corinne? No. Um, Do you sing well? <laughs> no! And that's because I don't sing often, because I don't sing well. But do you sing in church? Not currently, because of COVID, Adam. Well, I didn't know if you did, like, a remote service, and you sang just, you sang the hymns, like, in your room. Oh, no. Just the other you. day, Joe and I... Honestly... Just in the lonely silence of <laughs> your house, just, ah, hallelujah. <laughs> and your neighbors upstairs are like, shut up! It's Corinne loves me. <laughs> The other night, Joe and I were listening to Christmas music while making whiskey sours, and I don't remember what one was on, but Joe was like, I think we just harmonized. harmonized. I'm like, did we just harmonize? And we harmonized, because I don't know what the actual notes are, so I just sing my own. 
It was beautiful. Like, are you tone deaf? Maybe. Oh, like man. straight up goosebumps. So they <laughs> sing the song, and it's really cute. It's just like, oh my gosh, it's Christmas. Yeah. And then like right as they finish it, the butler comes in, and he's just like, hey, are you having fun? Are you happy? I have some news. Here are the mudges. The mudges. <laughs> so like. Uh, let's talk about it. So the Mudges are obviously Mrs. Hannigan and her brother pretending to be the Mudges. Yes. And like when they show up, they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like it, it could have come off as genuine. It's just like, "Oh my gosh, our child!" Like right. we finally found our child. And Annie seems pissed. <laughs> and I'm like, she Annie, does. I'm like, Annie, you literally just found your parents. Are you just upset because they're poor? <laughs> like they mentioned that. Oh, we went to a. We were working on a farm in Canada. No babies allowed. No babies allowed. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck. So they're this like, is your argument. Yes, we're. This is our child. Here's the locket. The locket that doesn't fit. That no one seemed to like test. No one fact checked. And I was like, oh, right. the locket. Whoop whoop whoop. Yep. And it's. We know there's a locket though. That's yeah, true. so you get bonus points, I guess, on your evaluation. Since they're riding the fact that they know about a locket. About right. a piece of metal. So. They're like, cool, we're the parents, and Daddy Warbucks is like, neat, I guess, uh, come pick her up tomorrow. Oh, yeah, like, Daddy Warbucks. Also, dick move for Daddy Warbucks. Be like, I know that you've just found your daughter, and it's Christmas Eve. Go back to wherever you're staying. (laughs) And I have more money than you, so I get to have your daughter for one more night. And the mudges have to pretend that they don't want fifty thousand dollars, but then they decide that they could it could help them bring her up right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, then they they leave, and Annie's sad. She runs upstairs. And Grace goes and comforts her with (gasps) the, like, second tomorrow reprise, which is... But it's so good. But it's Audra McDonald. Because it's Audra McDonald. So it's good. Audra McDonald, please come on the podcast. Goosebumps, like a lightning strike. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh my gosh. She is so Mm -hmm. good. I'm not even going to fake sing it, because it would just just would not do her justice. And so, like, the next morning... They wake up, and Daddy Warbucks and Grace have spent all night trying to, like, figure out whether or not this is legit, but the FBI can't find anything wrong initially right. with the hand- with the mudges. Mm-hmm. And so, like, then the mudges show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, don't you want any presents? She goes, I got my parents, so that's great. But it doesn't sound very genuine, either. No. She's just like, I got my parents, whatever, let's go, I guess. Yeah. Bye. And cut to the orphans. Who are currently playing poker with Lily St. Regis. Is Lily St. Regis not smart enough to pull off the actual con, but apparently okay enough to supervise children. Yeah. And this is this is the fatal flaw in Hannigan and Brewster's plan, mm-hmm. is leaving her with Lily. Or leaving right. them with Lily. Because Lily owes them $400, and when she's freaking out about that, someone steals her purse, and they're tossing it around, mm-hmm. and they're like... What's going on? And then Lily's like, I don't have to worry about this because when Rooster comes back, we're going to be loaded. And they're like, why? And then they like... She just literally tells them the plan and she's like, oh no. Because they convince these children, convince Lily that as soon as Rooster gets the money, they're gone. Like, she's gone. She's irrelevant. And she's Mm -hmm. like, we all must go now. And they do. And they... Book it to war, but I don't know how they, they hitched a ride you. on the orphan train yeah. through downtown New York. They're like, get off, get off, get off. One of them didn't. <laughs> One of them is now gone. You'll notice that Molly is missing. Molly is in it's Kansas really now. <laughs> um, 
And so, like, wrong turn because she's six. Right, right as the mudges are trying to like escape with Annie, Lily Saint Regis bursts into the room, and she's just like, "You're not gonna con me out of this money, not this time, Rooster Hannigan." Mm. And then they're just like, "Ah!" And Ellen Golding is like, "Lily, what are you doing here?" And then all of a sudden, they're backing up, and who the fuck? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, careful. This is my favorite. It's like, get out of Favorite my Favorite moment of this musical. Oh, obviously take it. <laughs> so basically, then they're like, well, we're... In, well, the, the the orphans come in with Lily. Lily bursts in. The orphans behind them. And then they're like, you're never going to con us out of this. And Hannigan, in a split second, decides, I'll try to salvage this. And then all the orphans look at her and they're like, we love you, Miss Hannigan. Hannigan. Which I'm like, nice. Cute. That came back to play. And they're yep. like... Who, like, you're gonna take us? What are you, the FBI? And they run to this group of men who are like, we're gonna stop you. And they're, and just like, who are you, though? Who, who are you? The President of the United States? And then, they see me rolling. <laughs> FDR <made> is here. <laughs> FDR literally rolls in and is like, why, of course I am, ma'am. It's like, oh, shit. The President's a part of this? <laughs> the President's and, and here. The, pre- the President is here. He's an active part of this case. He knows both. He knows all of the aliases. So let's oh talk about let's talk God. about this for a second. But Eleanor is not here. So let's talk about the president's <laughs> presence and his active role in this. We are in the Great Depression. FDR is figuring stuff out, but in his free time, between you know saving the economy and starting the and new building deal, the Hoover Dam, right? He's like, hey, I'm gonna take a heavy vested interest. In this one orphan girl's case I've in the, the heart of New York City. Forever. Right. I'm just like still. Well, he was recently elected at that point. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So it's like, I'm the president and I'm going to do the job of the FBI. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so FDR is Batman? Probably. Yeah. 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 Uh, tough for him to do a lot of the things that Batman does. He was Batman. He can do all the car stuff. He for was sure. Batman. Yeah. And then he became FDR. There was a a tragic accident when the Joker broke his legs. (laughs) This is a sad turn. (laughs) Yeah, so the Miss Hannigan starts another reprise of Little Girls. Little Girls. And Warbucks is ready with the psych ward gurney at the ready because she's like, I'm going to the nut house. You've driven me insane. They bring up a cart and wheel her out. And they literally strap and her down and wheel like, her out. I'm going straight to the nut house with all the nuts and the squirrels. And, and then they close the doors the and then Lily St. Regis and mm-hmm. Rooster are arrested. I guess they're just taken away. And she's like, at least now I'm wearing, it's not easy street, but at least I'm wearing silver. That's what she says. Oh, while she's yeah. Getting Good line. Lily St. Regis's best line. Yes. And, uh, and then FDR is there, and he's like, by the way, on top of finding this girl's... Well, also we find out that... We found your parents, they're dead. We, yes. <laughs> I have some kind of, like, Mandela effect memory where I distinctly remember her parents actually being there. Nope. Well, like, technically they are. Daddy Warbucks is there. Well, yes. But, like, I imagine, like, her real parents came in with FDR. That's how I remember this playing out. I don't know what? why. Nope. But then she wouldn't end up with Daddy Warbucks. How does that work, Adam? <laughs> In my mind, I think it was like, her parents were like, you will take a better care of her than we ever could. So we're going to like, I don't know why, but in my mind, it was like, FDR showed up with the parents. And so when he's like, your parents are dead, I was like, that's not how I remember this musical ending. <laughs> Maybe I saw an altered version. Anyway. 
<laughs> the happy ending edit. I mean, I'd argue it's a happy ending. She went from being a homeless orphan to being the richest heiress in the world. world yeah. Because he's fair. a billionaire right. during the Great Depression. Yeah. Which... I, that props to you. You'd be a trillionaire. Literally, Jeff Bezos at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and then FDR's Law like, big numbers. I'm gonna work on finding you all homes, and they're like, Yeah, that's really impressive. And then they tackle FDR. Right. And I was like, How are these kids not immediately attacked by the Secret Service? Well, the Secret little girl. That's fair. The Secret Service are just like, Aw. Aw. That's right. cute. There's the one guy who's like, we should do something about this. They're like, no, 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 shut up, Steve. And Eleanor. Shut up, Johnson. Is, Eleanor Roosevelt <laughs> is keeping our... the world together. He's yeah. like, shut up, Johnson. It's Christmas. Like, <laughs> yeah, let him have this one. And then, while all of the ruckus is happening, Daddy Warbucks then proposes to Grace. Whoa. In the reprise of I Don't Need Anything But You. That's fair. Which yes. is very, very precious. That is. Because mm-hmm. they're like, in very dramatic, like, yes. together at oh, last. Yeah. Yeah, together and, yeah, forever. And I think by looking up the small amount of research I did, they were allowed to get married. Because I was wondering, like, if they were legally allowed say, to like, get married. In New York, I think. In, I think in New York, I think New York's miscegenation laws, like what, like it was unconstitutional in New York at that time. Because mm. I was like wondering, I was like, can Daddy Warbucks and Grace actually get married? I thought the same thing. I was like, how progressive of Daddy Warbucks? And just New York City to just let this happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they can get married. It's great. And, oh yeah, we also forgot that Sandy eventually comes back and like Sandy's her dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. We don't care about the dog. The dog doesn't play a role. Right. No. Everyone remembers the dog like tomorrow, but it's not that important. Yeah. So, and then that's basically it yeah they don't need anything but you and then that's the way the cookie crumbles yeah so as always we have a few games we play after we discuss this my favorite so do we want to start with share or do we want to end with share we start with share share. you do not delegate share to the end we're saving the best for last um now well let's share with share take it away so in the stage range tradition uh, Cher is a god, so therefore... She's kind of a patron saint. She's like the patron saint of stage rant. Um, mm-hmm. So in our tradition, we must share with Cher. Because everything that is due unto Cher must be given to Cher. As Jesus Christ said As in the Jesus Bible. said in the Bible. Rend unto Cher what is due, due unto, unto Cher. Cher. <laughs> um, and so Cher deserves the spotlight in everything. So as we always do... Let's go around and cast Cher in a role in the 1999 anime movie. Ready, set, go. Lily St. Regis. Really? Yes. Okay. Sure. Yes. I only do that because the absurdity of casting someone with that voice yeah. in that small of a role. Where she sings seven lines. Totally. I'm not salty that Alan Cumming was misused. But if we're going to misuse Alan Cumming in burlesque, yeah. then we, where Cher was an actual character... We're going to miss you, Cher and Annie, mm. where Alan Cumming is properly used. Okay. That's fair. I'm stuck between two. Mm. No, am I? Yes. I would make Cher Rooster Hannigan Ooh. or Daddy Warbucks. Uh- <laughs> Little girl. <laughs> Orphans are boys. <laughs> You're big. I think, like, strong. strong. You're tough. Tough. I could imagine Cher singing Easy Street. 
That's fair. But and like having a main role in Easy Street. That's fair. Imagine just shares stepping out. Would shares the... still be? Would your shares still be involved with Lily? Yes. Cool. Like they just—that's just a lady role now. It's yeah. Like share is. I think I'm gonna lock in on Rooster Hand again. It would be, but now Alan Cumming is great. Yes. But share. Share. Like, imagine, imagine she still has her big poofy hair, and she's just like also wearing a suit though. Yeah, she comes in wearing like a like a zoot suit, like one of those like like long, <laughs> huge pants. It's bedazzled. It's that giant kind of crooked yeah. fedora with a giant feather, but yeah. it's Cher with her giant curly black hair. Yes, yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love. I it. would have her go blonde for it, but that's just mm. me. Um, a tasteful mole. For for this week with Cher with Cher, I'm going to say that Cher is going to be the rising star in the NYC oh, number. Because yeah. I think it's just really funny to... I, I like the idea of her showing up for like 50 seconds. Mm-hmm. Just to be like, NYC! Mm-hmm. And then she'd be like, is that is that Cher? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's it. Then she just goes okay, away cool, and you're cool. like... Yeah. Was, was Cher, why is Cher here? Yeah. So, Cher. I like it. It's been another... Round of share with share. I added another game. Are we going to keep this one from last week? I kind of want to. All right, well, so... <laughs> sure, okay. So, Corinne, last week we talked about burlesque. Mm-hmm. As you probably listened to the episode, because you're a loyal fan. And that's why I'm on this podcast. Honestly. Uh, so, we share with share, and we also stand with Tucci. Ooh! We love Stanley Tucci. Joe and I had a whole, had a whole conversation on Thursday night about Stanley Tucci and Annie. Because I thought Joe was trying to tell me that that was like Alan Cummings was Stanley Tucci, and I was like, no, it's <laughs> literally not. If Stanley Tucci, okay, so if we're going to stand with Tucci, <laughs> who would you cast Stanley Tucci as in 1999's Annie? Daddy Warbucks. Interesting. And yeah, interesting. Well, okay. if I have it, share, yeah, that's okay. how I would do it. Share your share with share is not relevant here. So you you don't. It's not. Yeah, you're not casting Stanley Tucci in a movie that Share is in. So like, Share with Share is its yeah. own game, and Stand with Tucci is its own game. Mm. Stand with I would, Tucci. I think I think I would still make him Daddy Warbucks. Okay. 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 I'm gonna say Mr. Bundles. <laughs> That was my second choice. <laughs> but my first choice is making him Grace. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, like the feisty personal assistant? Yes. Okay? Yes. That's Stanley Tucci. With oh. a with a male Daddy Warbucks. Yes. So this is just going to be a progressive ass yes. ending. And yes. <laughs> I don't need it. What he's proposing to me. Yes! <laughs> Stanley Tucci! Yes! But Stanley Tucci has... A really bushy 1930s mustache in this one. But Always wearing a bowler hat. Yes. Always wearing a bowler He looks like a Bond villain. Like a Bond villain henchman, but he's a good guy. Does he, does he, would Stanley Tucci in this version of Annie where he plays Grace... Yes. It, does he play it, like, flustered, or does he play it calm, cool, collected? Calm, like, cool. is he kind of like the bustling, just like, oh my gosh, papers, like, no, 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 no. Warbucks, calm, personal cool, assistant. collected. Okay. Like, him and Warbucks met at Oxford... Oh. And, like, they fell in love, but their love was forbidden. But then Warbucks right. lobbied NYC enough in the 30s to make same-sex marriage Rewriting legal. history, I love this. And that is... Yeah, it's great. Okay. And FDR is in the background clapping okay. when they propose. <laughs> 
He's like, now that is a new deal. <laughs> oh, imagine, love. That's imagine, the last line of the musical. Imagine the combination of that couple with my Lily St. Regis and Cher. Oh my, yes. But then, oh, well, that, that, they'll be good. But we also don't want it to be like, lesbians are evil, gay men are good. <laughs> that's true. But, but no. I mean, they're both, they're both fine. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, he's Grace. But his name's Gerald. It's Gerald! <laughs> Gerald and Daddy Warbucks! Okay, Gerald. And, ma- and he makes one tasteful daddy joke. <laughs> yep. He gives one tasteful, just and like, he, oh, Daddy Warbucks. So everyone calls him Gerald, except Warbucks who calls him Jerry. Like when, With the G. Like when Daddy Warbucks proposes, mm-hmm. Stanley Tucci, Gerald is just like, oh, Daddy Warbucks. And then it cuts to like, yep. FDR's clapping. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even the background. It cuts to him just looking up yeah. the staircase like... And then it kind of like the end of actual cannibal child. And then like it yes. And then it pulls out. Is and that like a movie musical little, we could review? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> sure. Enough. And then it pulls out, and it, like Annie's off in the corner, being like, "Cool, what? <laughs> I have two dads. Yeah. I right. went from zero dads to two. She's like, I'm gonna have to go rewrite, maybe. <laughs> yes. So Gerald's oh, tying a tie and Warbucks <laughs> counting money. <laughs> so we typically would do rehash the cast as our, mm. as our next game, but there was no one else I could find in doing research on this on IMDb who was considered for the role of Warbucks or Hannigan or Brewster, whoever. So we've altered the game this week to rewind the cast. We've alluded to this uh, 1982 production earlier. So, Miss Hannigan, Kathy Bates, or Carol Burnett? I... We know how you feel. I love Carol Burnett. But I also really appreciate, like, for this particular film, like, are Mm -hmm. we comparing the two, or are we with, like... Just the roles. Just the role of Hannigan. Who did you like more? If you could put... I love Carol Burnett's Hannigan. Kathy Bates, you also did a phenomenal job. If you're listening. If you're listening. I'm talking to so many people as if they're going to listen to this podcast. Right, 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 right. Audrey McDonald is listening. Brene mm-hmm. Brown is coming on. Yeah. Joe, who did you? Kathy Bates. Kathy all Bates. the way. All the way. Because I love how... I love her motivation a little bit more in this. Because mm. hers is like purely... She's stuck in a dead-end job. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like what she's doing. And right. she just wants money. Yeah. Like, that's, to me, a little bit more realistic of what someone in this era mm-hmm. would be going for. Like, yeah. I don't think she's losing... I don't think it's reasonable that she's, like, actively losing her mind because she's surrounded by little girls. I think she's just angry at her career choice but in but a time just, where there's not a lot of, like, career mobility. Right. But I, I, I love how absurd Carol Burnett is in the role. Mm. I love that she goes for it, but then just keeps going. Mm-hmm. It's fair. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Kathy Bates, just because Kathy Bates offers more, I think, dynamic mm. roles to this, or more. There's more dynamics with Miss Hannigan here. Carol Burnett is a great comedian and a class act unto herself. Um, and I'm surprised I did not know she was still alive until recently. I was like, oh, she's still kicking, cool. Um, but I think Kathy Bates adds more depth to the character. Is what Joe said. The last other role that's a big one is Rooster, uh, Alan Cumming, or Tim Curry. I so 
I, I'm sticking with Alan because I just don't like Curry's rendition of Rooster. Mm. And I don't, I just don't like the inflection that he brings to it. He, he just doesn't play it like sleazy enough. Which is surprising. Right. It's Tim Curry. It's, it's Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. That's his thing. And Alan Cumming. His thing? His <laughs> thing. And Alan Cumming does it better. Yeah. Like the odd amount of sexual tension between him and Kathy Bates as brother and sister <laughs> in Easy right. Street. I'm just like. Yeah. That's fair. He also kind of reminds me of the villain in a um, Mickey Mouse special. He's just like straight sleazy. Yeah. Like he does, th- he does it very well. He is a sleaze ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. Yeah, Alan Cumming. Yeah, him. Tim Curry's fine, but also Tim Curry's out of place. Right. It feels yeah. odd because he is like a powerhouse. It's weird watching literally anything else. Like go watch Rocky Horror, mm-hmm. and then watch Annie, and you're gonna be like, like oh, uh... this feels icky. Or even <laughs> in the Clue movie. You're like, you're no, okay he, here. He, yeah, he fits That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. okay here. But yeah. Annie, you're right. Yeah. Also, I love how we don't even have to compare the Graces, because I had to physically, like, take out my phone and yeah. look up who the other Grace was in the 82 Annie. It's not even a question. And then I'm like, sorry, and Rinking, you're no Audra <laughs> McDonald. Nor will you ever no, be. Yeah. And Rinking? And Rinking. Rinking. Adam, do you like to introduce... The, the last game. The last game. Find your limelight. This is a new one since you joined us, Corinne, last time with Mary Poppins Returns. Find your limelight. We get to share with share. We get to stand with you. We get to rehash and rewind the cast. But this is your time, Corinne. Oh. If you were in Annie, who would you want to play? I don't. Mm. Mm. In this world, I'm going to pretend I can sing. Yes, you can sing. All the notes. I think Miss Hannigan would be the most fun to play. Really? I could see you as Miss Hannigan. Mm-hmm. Like, another option is Grace, because Grace is just so good that it would yeah. be fun to be someone who's just that good. Mm-hmm. But I think Miss Hannigan would just be a lot of fun to play. Yes. And I get to sing Little Girls. Right. And I get to wear drapey robes. That's fair. Which is an aesthetic that you already could pull off. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm reprising my role as Rooster, Rooster? like without a question. Like that's yeah. it's fun. It's Fair. just fun. Like I get money. Yeah, I get to try to get money. It was like you don't get. Money. I attempt <laughs> to murder a child. Like I, you know, who and could ask for anything? Imagine Joe and I as powerhouse siblings. Yeah, I can see it. Mm-hmm. I can see it. What's up, sis? <laughs> <laughs> but there's also sexual what's up with the dame in the fancy so- car. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Adam, what's Adam, your who are you? You're... There's two people you can be. Mm. I don't want to be Mr. Bundles. I would want you to be Mr. Bundles. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Mr. Bundles is not a major point. He's not a major role. You could create space for him. I'm gonna give Bundles a backstory. <laughs> no. uh, I mean, Warbucks seems like the obvious choice because yeah. that's also in my vocal range. Yeah. I have used... Can you do the high note? I have to listen to it again, but I probably could. Okay. If I can flip to my falsetto. Okay. uh, I've used Easy Street, though, as an audition piece before. Mm. Um, When I tried out for Beauty and the Beast. So, yeah. That's, uh... But yeah. Daddy Warbucks. I would have to wear a bald cap, because I'm not going to shave my head. 
Because I like my hair too much. Mm, yeah. So. And apparently being bald is all hallmark part of that. Role. Yeah, like, it would have to be a bald cap. Because, like, or I'm the first fully, like, bearded, mustachioed... Mustachioed. Quaffed Daddy Warbucks. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Well, this has been another episode of Stage Time. But before we go, we have to give our ranking mm. and talk about what we're going to be reviewing next time. So we're going to be looking at our ranking. And Joe, what is our what is our our scale for this episode of Stage Ram? So we're going to do the top five New Deal programs of the 1930s. <laughs> because why? Because the fuck not? Because why not? Right? That is the the these programs defined that decade. Uh, just like Annie defined my childhood. So, we're going to go through uh, and we're going to do... I don't know if, according to this list, if 10 is the best or... No, I'm going to go ahead and say 1 is going to be the best here. Just judging off of what they are. So, uh, between 1 and 5, our choices are the Civilian Conservation Corps, the Civil Works Administration, Federal Housing Administration, Federal Security Agency... Uh, or the Homeowners Loan Corporation. Oh, man. So, on a scale of 1 to 5, 1 being the best and 5 being gross. Um, Corinne, where do you place this? And I will tell you which New Deal program you are. I'm going to give Annie a 1. Oh, I think, I okay. think Annie... Dang. Annie a, can get it. I think Annie's a fantastical musical. Fantastical musical? It's a fantastical musical. I'm honestly going to agree, so I'm also going to give it a one. Yeah, like when I was when I was on here last, like Mary Poppins Returns, like it was good. It made me happy, and I mm-hmm. gave it a two. But there's something about Annie that's just like pure. It's yes, it's next level, but it's mm-hmm. also not like it's yeah, it's just good. Mm-hmm. And some more history. So the Civilian Conservation Corps. Uh, was created in 33 by FDR. <laughs> the same year he was looking for Annie's parents. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, okay, let's do this, but let's also go find that orphan's parents. Yeah. Um, to, by FDR to combat unemployment. This work relief program had the desired effect providing jobs for many thousands of Americans during the Great Depression. The CCC was responsible for building many public works projects and created structures and trails and parks across the nation that we still use today. If I remember correctly, I think the Hoover Dam was a part mm-hmm. of the CCC. Yep. And probably at least two bridges in your hometown. <laughs> probably, yeah. Likely. I'm going to give Annie... Mm, this is tough. Because it's a... F- it, it, this is like... In my mind, Annie is one of those musicals that is like a standard. Mm-hmm. Like, Sound of Music, Annie, um, Oklahoma... Like, these are all just, like, everyone knows them, has heard of them, knows at least one song from them. But for me, Annie is not the best. Mm. I'm gonna hate this. I'm gonna hate this. But, it's certainly not bad or the worst or just okay. Mm-hmm. This was a hell of a lot better than I remembered it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a 2. Okay. I'm gonna give it, like, an 80%. Like, like a 90, 80 to 90%. I'm gonna give it a 2, which would be the Civilian Works Administration... Uh, which was also formed in '33 to create jobs for the unemployed. It focused on high-paying jobs in the construction sector, resulting in a greater, much greater expense to the federal government than originally anticipated. Uh, the CWA ended in '34, uh, mostly because it cost too much money. Mm, that'll do it. So they, if because 
That's how FDR paid all those people. Just behind Annie's parents. <laughs> the CWA was originally the uh, Child Location Act. Mm-hmm. A- Act. The, C- uh, the, 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 C- the, C- the CLA. <laughs> yeah. So... Annie's just so fun. It is. It's so great. It's, it's on Disney. Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. Yep. If you got that, go mm-hmm. ahead and watch it. It's yeah. pretty short, honestly. It's like, mm-hmm. an, it's hour like an hour and a half. Yeah. It's real quick. It's lovely. And there's no orphan trains. <laughs> That's the best thing. So, now next week uh, we will be back with Annie. <laughs> Let me take this. Let me take it away, Joe. I, so, you know more of this than I do. Oh, next yeah. week is going to be what uh, the first of what we're going to refer to as like. Like mini rants. Yes, this will um, be like a half hour episode. Yeah, half hour episode where we're just gonna start identifying and like watching like little side movie musicals or like other renditions of musicals that we've talked about before. Um, and what we're gonna talk about next week, Adam, is <laughs> Annie: A Royal Adventure, oh. which is the sequel to the nineteen eighty two film Annie. So all I'm gonna leave our our listeners with is just the tagline: is Little Orphan Annie foils an English noblewoman's plot to blow up Buckingham Palace. <laughs> you know, little orphan Annie saving and actively fighting terrorists. <laughs> okay. Adam, this is a wild ride. You have no idea what you're in for. I really don't. <laughs> like, no one knows this exists. No one knows that there's an Annie too. And no one knows that after Annie... Found her, oh, man. found her forever home with uh-huh. Daddy Warbucks. Uh-huh. She entered into the counterterrorism task force with yeah. NATO. Who'd have thought? On accident. On accident. There is also, in terms of, if we were just talking about unknown musical sequels, I'll just maybe hint at this. We might cover this. We might not. Lame is too. No, <laughs> lame is too. <laughs> too fast, too miserable. <laughs> too fast, too sad. <laughs> um, there is a sequel to the Rocky Horror Picture Show oh. out there. It's not good. Um, it's called Shock Treatment. I just want to throw that out there, because a lot of people know about that. Um, anyway, we might cover that. Hopefully not. Uh, this has been Stage Rant. Adios. Goodbye. Farewell. Toodaloo.